Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to send me an email, same email address as I've had for the past 30 years. Exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And we're coming to you tonight around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and on Simul TV. Now, if you'd like to visit the Exxon Broadcast Network, to see all the great programming we have available for you, 724-365, totally with our compliments. It doesn't cost you a cent. I know in today's age and and all these different prices that are popping up on everything over the Internet, you're probably saying, that must be a mistake, Rob. You, you meant to say you charge us. No, we don't charge you. It's 100% with our compliments. And you can see all the programming at www.xzbn.net. And for all the programming on the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, visit www.simultv.com. And in the search engine on their main webpage, just type in Exxon, and our programming is all there. Now, Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Chidi Asika Inahoro. I hope I said that right. And uh, we're going to be talking about many things tonight, but we're going to mostly about, um, let me see, how can I best describe what we're going to be talking about? Well, we're just going to take one step at a time. And I guess the best way to do that is by bringing our guest on at this time, Miss Chitty. Welcome back to the Exxon. Thank you so much for having me. Great talking to you. Uh, Letter, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what it is exactly that you do? Okay. I, um, I'm a mother of two uh, young adults, a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, an author, a writer. I'm a mental health therapist. I do so many things. I am a yeah. Reiki... Healer, uh-huh. uh, yoga teacher, uh, life coach, 
and uh, empowerment trainer. Okay. Okay, so that's that tells us a little bit about what you do. How did you start on this on this mission that you're on? You you you've done so much. You know, I was looking at your your bio that you were kind enough to send us. Uh, you the University of New Haven, West Haven, Connecticut, Master of Arts in Clinical and Community Psychology. Uh, Paddockwood, oh, that's, I'm sorry, Quantipac University, Hamden, Connecticut, Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology and Human Services. Yeah. And then your career as President and CEO, Love and Balance Incorporated, Executive Director, Tarich uh, Tar, Tar Interna International. Mm -hmm. uh, and the list goes on and on and on. You're a published author of A Slice of Africa, an exotic West African cookbook. Innocence Interrupted, a sexual molestation survival and prevention guide. Till Cheating Do Us Part, uh, Hear Me Out, Lifeline, The Cancer Games. Where do you find all the time to do what you do? Um, in, between, in between all I'm doing, I'm, I'm always writing, jotting down notes and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. um, I started all this when I was... After graduation from University of New Haven, right. we moved, my husband and I have been married 35 years. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. My husband and I moved to Florida, uh -huh. where we had the kids. And in Florida, I worked for the state of Florida, uh -huh. uh, Division of Vocational Rehabilitation for 12 years, mental health unit. So while I was working there... I started as a therapist, mm -hmm. and then I got promoted to be the district trainer. Being the district trainer meant that I had to go to a lot of training around the country, you know, to get trained and yeah. come back and train the staff. So while I was getting trained and traveling around, I was exposed to a lot of um, trainers and subjects and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's how I became involved by by talking to people and by getting trained and getting ideas. I was wondering if you could tell us about your newest book and what compelled you to write it. My newest book is The Cancer Game. I have been, I have uh, multiple myeloma blood cancer. Oh, gosh. I've, yeah, I've had it since 2010. You know, it's, this is not, um, well, I wouldn't say it doesn't kill you, but it's incurable, but it's manageable. Yes. Yeah, so it gets to the point where you're in remission, and I, I, we can't really tell what triggers it to come back, but it always comes back. So I've, had, I've come out of remission at least three occasions. So... I wrote the cancer game because in in going through the the the, tra the treatment mm -hmm. and meeting different people, changing doctors, and doing all kinds of chemo, uh, bone marrow transplants, the whole works. I I have a lot of stories to tell that I have seen, you know, that I think might help some other people that get diagnosed to know what's going on. My goodness, you certainly have your hands full and uh, my you know my my prayers are with you. Thank you. 
Um, was the process of writing your book uh, kind of a healing in any way? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was very healing. And, um, you know, while writing, I'll remember things because I jot things down and I'll remember, oh, yeah, this happened. I forgot all about it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, it's very, very healing. And looking at the doctors and looking at the team, the team, the treatment team, you know, I was able to notice who is really in it for for the heart. And a lot of them are, but some of them are just there doing their job. And it's hard because there's so many people that are sick that it's hard for them to keep up, you know, with uh, the number of people that are coming in. Also, um, the, the insurance companies limit how how long they can stay with the patient, what they can do with the patient. They don't have the time to keep up with uh, technology, with research, so they don't read a lot. So, And a lot of uh, research is coming out every day on these different uh, diseases, especially with my disease. A lot of, no, I shouldn't call it my disease, with my diagnosis, uh, multiple myeloma, a lot of research is coming out every day, and the doctors sometimes don't keep up. You know, the facilities they work with just want them to do mm-hmm. what they're told to do, and that's it. You know, and I would ask, oh, I read about this, and this is out. They don't know. They don't know. So not because they don't want to know, just because they don't have the time to be reading research and following things. Well, the entire medical system is under such a heavy strain these days. It's a wonder that they're doing what they're able to do under the current conditions. Exactly. Exactly. So you have to advocate for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know. So I research a lot. Um, A lot of people already wrote me out that I was going to be passed over five years ago. And I'm still here, strong and going. You know, because I believe that I'm here for a reason and I try whatever, even alternative measures. There's a lot of alternative measures that actually work. So I addressed all that in the book. You and I have to take our first commercial break in about uh, 30 seconds, Miss Chitty. Um, When I come back, I was wondering if you could explain to us what multiple myeloma cancer is and and what some of the causes are. So please stand by. And like I said, you know, God bless you and uh, you're in my prayers. Exonation, what you're hearing is, is is a lady's fight, a desire to, to fight, to, to get better. And, and I believe that the power of positive thinking and the will to survive, I know it's a cliche, the will to survive, is real. And we'll talk more to Miss Chitty as we continue on the other side of this break. Now, if you'd like to find more information about our guest this hour, visit her website, www.loveandbalance.com. That's www.loveandbalance.com. 
Com and uh, we'll be back on the we're going family style deal because I want a bite of your Big Mac and I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. The other side of this. If I had to live without you, what kind of life would that be? Oh, now I need you in my arms, need you to hold. You're my world, my heart, my soul. If you And welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're talking to Chidi Asika Enahoro. And uh, her website is www.loveandbalance.com. Uh, before we went to the break, I was asking you when, if you'd be able to tell us more about, um, you know, multiple myeloma cancer. Yeah, multiple myeloma cancer is um, a blood cancer. You know, there are different types of blood mm-hmm. cancer, leukemia, and um, some other stuff. But multiple myeloma is different in that, you know, it's not curable, but it's treatable. Um, and rarely do people die. People die from different things. But uh, multiple myeloma is a type of cancer that starts in the blood cells. So there's no, like, a tumor. Most cancers, there's a tumor that can be taken out, right. like breast yeah. cancer and all that. But there's no tumor. It's like in your blood system, so it's all over you. My God. Yeah, there's nothing to take out. They just have to treat it um, with uh, different things. Um, one of the treatments, well, chemo, of course, 
yes. chemo and radiation. But one of the treatments that's effective is also uh, bone marrow transplant, which they can use your bone marrow if you get well to the point where they can take out your bone marrow or they can use a donor, oh, somebody wow. else that matches your your blood type and stuff like that. I had a bone marrow transplant in 2014 with my own bone marrow, so I was well enough to take out uh, platelets that was used mm. for the bone marrow. And um, it went well because there's no uh, issue of rejection and stuff like that because it's yours. Right, right. But you use a donor, you can... You can have all kinds of problems. So I didn't have any problem. And I was in remission for almost two years after that. Then I went to Africa, and it came back. Okay, I'm mm -hmm. not sure if it has anything to do with my going to Africa, because I've been here, and it came back as well. But it came, when it comes back, or when you have multiple myeloma, you know, you lose a lot of weight, you're weak and dizzy, and um, I didn't think it was because I thought, oh, I was cured. He's not going to come back. So I didn't actually um, associate my situation with coming out of remission. Uh, you're nauseous. I will throw up. You know, I was drinking alcohol, thinking I'm fine, and I would throw up and stuff like that. So finally, I was losing weight drastically. I couldn't keep anything down. Mm -hmm. And I had all kinds of crazy experience in Africa while I was in Africa. So I put that in the book because in Africa, everything is either witchcraft or, I don't know, voodoo. So people will come and pray for me. They oh, that somebody sent it, you know, return to sender kind of crazy thinking and mm -hmm. pray to pray it away. Of course, I was wasting time going through all that. Then they sent me to a herbalist who I went to see, and he gave me all kinds of yucky-tasting concoctions, right. which, <laughs> which I took because I really didn't want to come back and do chemo. Yeah. And my husband was fighting me. He's like, you know, you need to go back and do chemo. And I said, no, I don't want to do chemo. I'm going to try these methods and see. Meanwhile, I was wasting away, wasting away. When I got to the point where I couldn't even stand up, I couldn't keep water down. You know, anything I put in my mouth comes back up. So I said, okay, let's go. And I came back. I was lucky because my kidney, I, everything was almost going to get shut down. So I started treatment again. I've tried all kinds of chemo, you know, like almost a guinea pig. Ah, this one is here. Let's try this. Let's try that. You know, and I keep trying them, but I am positive that it's not my time yet to go, you know. So I'll be here for a while trying different things. Um, in your opinion, what mm -hmm. what are some of the steps that, people can take to safeguard their health? Mm. Rest, 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 rest. Rest, rest, and more rest. Yes, because me, 
you see all the things I was doing. So I'm doing all these things here, mm -hmm. and I'm starting projects in Africa. So I'm going back and forth, driving myself crazy. So I was highly strong and stressed out. That's part of probably what created mine. Uh, after the rest part, sleep. I didn't sleep more than three, four hours a night. That's not good enough. You need to have good, deep slumber for at least six to ten hours a night. Uh, eat. Eat properly. Eat uh, um, vegetables, fruits. I ate fruits and I ate some vegetables. but And I was trying to eat properly and cut out... Uh, most of the dairy products, but but basically that's what people need to do to organize themselves. Now I do meditation and yoga, which is very good because you need to quiet your mind so that you know you can. We pray to God, yes. But when you do meditation, you can hear God talking to you. You know, you can hear the still voice. Inside you, inside you, talking to you, relax, and you control your thinking, mm -hmm. and all the chatters that go on in your head, well, in my head, you know. How, how do you meditate? You, you can sit or lie down mm -hmm. and take deep breaths. You know, you take, uh, let's say, you, you, you take a really long deep breath hold it for a few seconds you can count if you want you hold it for like five to ten seconds and release it from your mouth in a you know in one one whoosh and you could do that for about 10 15 times and you relax you start relaxing from your toes your foot your your calves, your knees, all the way, different parts of your body, all the way to the top mm -hmm. of your crown, your hands and your fingers, and you you lay still, or you sit still for a second, for well, for more than a second, and you can meditate for twenty minutes to an hour, depending on how much time you have, you know. And you just stay there, relax, without thinking of anything, just breathing. You focus on your breathing. And just, and you can do that mm -hmm. maybe at least once a day, but you could do that two, three times a day as well. And you try and do it every day to calm your nerves. You know, when you right. finish, you feel really good and you can think more clearly. All right, and and you can meditate anywhere, can't you? Anywhere. I mean, you know, even in Grand Central Station, if you have mastered the art of meditation, you can actually do it while there's chaos and craziness all around you, and you just focus on yourself. Yeah. All right, uh, you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour, uh, but let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and where they can get your books. Okay. Uh, from my website, loveandbalance.com, 
uh, I have LifelineMiracle.com. My books are all on Amazon. All my books are on Amazon, Chidi Asika and Ahoro. And all the books will come out. I have six books. All right. Stand by, my friend. You and I must take our break at the bottom of the hour with the news. And once again, Exonation, if you'd like to get more information about our guest this hour, her website is www.loveandbalance.com. And we'll both be back on the other side of this news break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Now, for all of you who are interested, and I know each and every one of you are listening to me around the world, the X Chronicles newspaper for February and March 2020 has been released. And all you need to do is go to www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And it is there, 92 full pages in color, totally with our compliments and, of course, the compliments of our advertisers. Ah, oh, the Exxon is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. And I'll be back on the other side of the short break with the news. Don't go away. Oh, my world, my heart, my soul, if you ever leave, baby, you would take away everything. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas. To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. And welcome back, everyone. I hope you're getting ready for a great weekend. You know what? Uh, summer is just around the corner. I can feel the spring in the air. And uh, even though we had a blizzard yesterday, I don't know. Something about getting into the month of March, it just kind of makes you feel happy because you've gone through the winter doldrums. And pretty soon all those beautiful plants are going to start blooming the Trees are going to be filled with leaves, and we're going to have a wonderful summer, and I hope that each and every one of you do as well. Miss Chitty is our special guest. Chitty Asika 
Enahoro. What what nationality is the is your name, Miss Jitty? Nigeria. Ah. Please pronounce your name the right way for us. Chidi, meaning God exists. Right. Asika. Asika is a short form of a long stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it means if you want us, whatever you want us to be. You want us to be friends, we'll be friends. You want us right. to be enemies. Yeah. And a horror. Okay. I don't know the meaning of that. That's my husband's <laughs> name. That's up to him to figure out, right? Yeah, I don't know if he has a meaning or not. But most Afri- most Nigerian names have meaning. Well, we're happy you're with us uh, tonight, and um, you are one brave lady. I admire you. Thank you so much. Um, I you also deal with victims of molestation and abuse. Now, recently, more and more in the news, we hear about the sex slavery and the sex trafficking that has been going on how yeah. do you as a as a uh, I, I i would imagine that you do counseling and uh, when it comes to sex uh, abuse as well as molestation how do you cope with that you're a mom yeah and, and yet you're you you face this in your daily job how do you separate it like how do you what do you do in order to put your own house in order, and I'm talking about your own, your own mental state when dealing with such horrific crimes and so many stories that that just rip your heart apart. Well, um, I lived it, you know. Oh so gosh! So I was uh, molested. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that when I was young, mm-hmm. so um, hearing the stories, I talk to my children, that's the thing, the key is you have to talk to your children. I talk to them like they are adults, mm-hmm. I know they're not adults, but I, you know, in language they can understand, but I always talk to them, I explain things to them, so they understand. I wrote the book, Innocence Interrupted, on sexual molestation issues, and um, I discussed it with them. And my daughter, you know, kids, they want to go for sleepovers and stuff like that. I said, absolutely not, because these things can happen at sleepovers. Mm -hmm. They have happened at sleepovers that I'm aware of. So I said, if you want to have a sleepover, your friends can come here and I'll watch you guys. And she's like, everybody's mom. I say, well, I'm not everybody's mom. I'm your mom, and you're not going. Good for you. I was kind of like a mean mom, but, you know, you do what you got to do. So when my book came out and she saw it, she's like, oh, mommy, so that's why you didn't want me to go to sleepover. I say, exactly, that's why. So they understand. Um, I talk about it. I did a lot of training sessions on the subject, you know, to people. And um, I counsel the victims because it follows you if you don't deal with it. A lot of, I worked with in the mental health unit, I worked with a lot of um, ex-convicts. And a lot of them were molested and abused. And it was eating them up. So they either become drug addicts or just 
criminals because they can't handle what's going on, you know, and it could be from their parents or close relative or friend, family friend. So we had to go through the process of releasing releasing the pain and releasing the anger, you know, and forgiving. Mm-hmm. You don't forget, but at least you forgive so that you can let yourself, you can free yourself. You can free yourself to go on with the rest of your life. Yeah. So how do you treat these people? How How do you make their lives better? I understand that, you know, we, that, forgiveness and, and and you know the the counseling that you do will certainly help them in their lives but what more can can we do as society to help them to make their lives better well for one thing we cannot take it away because it happened yes so we have to acknowledge the fact that it happened mm-hmm. acknowledge their feelings you know their hurt feelings and distrust and all that and then work them through the fact that everybody is not like that and just because that happened to you a few years ago or yesterday or whatever does not mean does not define you and does not mean that it's going to keep happening you can just we do some meditation and try to release it and it, it it works, you know. They have to be willing to. You have to point out how they're holding on is not working out in their interest. Because here you are coming to treatment from the jailhouse, you know. So you have to understand that all these horrible things do happen to a lot of people, but. You have to let it go in order to leave the space for you to grow and continue with your life. If you're, you're not going to mortgage the rest of your future because of something that happened to you in the past. But it's your choice. You know, make, it, make them understand that it's your choice whether you want to let it go and move on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to use tough love kind of situation. And using drugs... It's really not helping you. It's getting you in trouble and compromising your health as well. So, which means that you're now giving more power to the abuser. Sometimes you may have to go and confront the abuser. A lot of times they're no longer around. Right. Yeah, so there's nothing you can do but just let it go. If, if, If the sex was legalized, uh, like prostitution was legalized like it is in the state of Nevada, for example. In your opinion, as someone who works with sexual abuse and molestation cases, do you think that the number of sex crimes would decrease or increase? If it was legalized everywhere? Yes. Would it be free? Well, no, no, that's... no. What I what I'm saying is is if if prostitution was legalized, right, would there be a decrease, in your opinion, in sex crimes? Probably not. I mean, possibly, but yeah. you know, if it's not free, 
the sexual abuse are, are people that are probably not going to either have money or they have money, but they're not going to go pay, even though it's it's legal, they're not going to pay. And, you know, the prostitutes are grow, mostly grown up, and they make their choices of who they go to. The Most of the abusers abuse people they can overpower, people they are bigger than, so children generally, or women, or even sometimes uh, boys are also molested, but it's usually a power thing, more so than... Yeah, it seems, it, it seems yeah. the only place that boys are uh, molested or abused are in Catholic churches. No, no, <laughs> it's not only in Catholic churches. It happens in different places. Um, it's just because boys don't report it, you know. Right. In schools, uh, some teachers molest young boys, and the boys think, oh, you know, they are cool. They've been initiated, so it's uh, it's not like with the girls, and um, yeah, no, it's not only in the right. All right, Miss uh, Chitty, please stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. And Dexo Nation, if you'd like more information on our guest, who has written a number of books and uh, has gone through a lot and is trying her very best, and I believe succeeding in making this a better world. Her website is www.loveandbalance.com, and um, we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. To everyone out there, have a super weekend. But remember, if you drink, do not drive. If you smoke up, don't drive. And welcome back, everyone. If you'd like more information about our guest this hour, visit her website at www.loveandbalance.com. That's www.loveandbalance.com. With all the books that you've written, um, how do you, where do you find the inspiration? And what gives you the drive to continue writing a book? I've written a number of books myself, and 
there are times when you just just kind of can't find the oh well, I guess they call it writer's block at times how do you how do you surpass that well I um because I'm out and about a lot of people ask me a lot of questions and when I get enough questions about this specific issue I'll be like hmm okay maybe I should address that I read a lot I read a lot of uh, books and magazines and um, I find inspiration from the books that I read I read uh, people like Wayne Dyer oh yes uh, he is awesome. Uh, Victor Frankl, uh, a whole bunch of um, people. I read things that are Brian Wise, things that are spiritual and metaphysical in nature. Mm-hmm. So I get inspiration from that and from what's going on around in the news, uh, in my life. Um, I start writing, like since I wrote the last book, uh, The Cancer Game, I've been writing a couple of books at the same time. Wow. So I start writing this, and then I start getting ideas about something else. I start writing, so I'm like quarter, quarter way through two different books. And sometimes nothing is coming, and, you know, I jot things down, but I don't force it. You know, I used to try and be... Uh, a dedicated writer, mm-hmm. and I would be writing. I say, okay, I'll make a point of writing every day. But sometimes I don't feel like writing. Sometimes I record things, or I just do other things. Right now, um, my book, in a sense, interrupted. When the Me Too movement started, I was like, hmm, I could do something with the Me Too. So I'm working on producing a movie with uh, a number of women, women writers and producers and people like that on both books. Uh, no, the Me Too is not a book, but the Innocence Interrupted uh, with Me Too concept because Me Too is more or less the same thing, but grown-ups speaking for themselves. Innocence Interrupted was me speaking for the innocent victims. So I'm trying to find a way to marry both uh, topics together to come up with a movie. Uh, So that's something I'm working on. And different things happen. (laughs) Coronavirus is happening. I don't think I'm going to work on that one. But (laughs) I work on whatever is going on in the world. So what is your next book going to be about? Well, my next book is going to be about uh, how we react to events in our lives. You know, how uh, religious people think, oh, the devil is doing this, the devil is doing that. The devil is not doing anything. We do things and we don't want to take responsibility. We, We say it's the devil. And um, especially my people in Africa, because everything is the devil, the witch, the whatever. You know, if something good happens, God is wonderful. If something bad happens, oh, it's the devil. Or the husband's second wife or 
side check. So we are not responsible for it. So I want to address the issues regarding, and everybody's religious, or quote-unquote religious. And I want to address that fact that, well, the devil situation. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you 100% that people have used religion as as either a crutch or a curse. Like you said, yeah. when something wonderful happens, thank God. But when something yeah. negative happens, it's, you know, the devil made me do it. And yeah. basically what you're doing is just passing the buck and not accepting responsibility exactly. for your own actions. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, and we have the power. Yeah. To do things. We have the power. God gave us the power to do good or bad. So if something bad happens, it's us. We is our power that, you know, that attracted it to us and we have to own it. Yeah. Negativity is the is the reaction of something that we have done wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um how do you deal you know, what advice would you have for the younger generation listening to us tonight around the world? What what could you share with them that that would resonate with them? Live your life for yourself. Find out who you are, what you want in your own life, and know that you have the power to make your life whatever you want it to be. You have the power to to be happy. Nobody is responsible for your happiness but yourself. There's no outside force that's going to make you happy. Find out who you are, what you want to be, and don't listen to the naysayers. Focus yourself and do what you want to do with your life. The important thing is don't discriminate against other people and don't hurt anybody else. And if somebody hurts you, forgive them. And, you know, address it with them and forgive them and move on. And try to make the world a better place by seeing where you can fit in. Every little bit helps. You know, there's no small uh, contribution. Every little bit helps everybody. Try and do something. You can, um, you can volunteer your time to soup kitchens or to whatever, to the library. You know, I make my kids do these things. So that you know you are part of the the larger world besides our home here, you know that way you'd be a better human being. And that is so true. That is so true. You know, when I go out and I do speaking engagements, uh, a lot of the younger people say, "Yeah, but look at you, Rob. You know, you you own this big company. You do this. You do that." I, I I tried and I tried to do something and I failed, and I said, "Well, what you're, you see when you fail, you're given an opportunity to learn the lesson, so yes, that the next time again. you do it, you know you've mm -hmm. learned." And there's no such thing as instant success. Everyone no, has to work. It took you a while to build your company. Exactly, exactly, mm -hmm. and and people don't forget how to dream. Because dreams really do come true. The difference between a dream and reality is just working hard on your dream and it will come true. That's right. 
Uh, stay in focus. That's yeah? that's right, and be persistent. Yeah, exactly. Well, Miss Chitty, the time has come when you and I must say so long. I do want to thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. And if you would be kind enough to give our listeners your contact information and where they can buy your books, I would appreciate it. Okay, they can contact me at www.loveandbalance.com and all my books are on amazon.com. And again, thank you so much for joining us, and I wish you well. And thank uh, you. please keep up the great work, and I look forward to reading your next book when it comes out. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. You know, it was a great pleasure. To you and your family, nothing but the best and many blessings. Thank you. You too. So long, Miss Jitty. And okay, Exo Nation, I certainly Bye-bye. will. Thank you, ma'am. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, dear. And if you'd like more information about our guest this hour, what a lovely lady. I love her attitude. Positive. 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 Visit her website, www.loveandbalance.com. That's www.loveandbalance.com. Well, that's it for this hour. I will be back on the other side of this news break at six and a half minutes past the hour as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Now, I had a guest on last night, and you people said, Rob, what happened? After the third segment, he, was, he wasn't there anymore. Was there a problem with the studio? Oh, no, there wasn't a problem with the studio. It was a problem with the guest. The guy was self-righteous. All he did for the first three segments was pro- uh, promote himself. And to be honest with you, I've never heard of this guy before. Chris Flisher was his name. Stay away from him. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news. Don't go away.